Well, hello, hello, how you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. How are you doing, you bastards? You know, I almost said the wrong name of the podcast because I have two, as you know. And first of all, before I get started on this podcast, my original podcast, the S. Anthony Says Podcast, I want to thank you from this podcast who've gone over to my other pad- podcast, the S. Anthony Thomas Show. I see the numbers. You've obviously gone over to that podcast. So a whole bunch of you listening to me here have already heard the other one that I do. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. I appreciate you for doing that. Now, this is episode number 339 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And folks, as you know, very, very soon on the 23rd of this month, this podcast will be five, five, five years old. And four days later on the 27th, I'll be five, 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 zero years old. You're damn right. But you know what's really weird about becoming a 50 year old guy, which I'll be very, very soon. There's a part of you that when you're young, you think 50 is really, really old. You think you're going to be falling apart. You think you can't do anything. You think your junk doesn't work anymore. You think all of these kind of things. And I'm here now and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm in rapidly increasing health. My junk still works. I mean, everything's pretty cool, right? And you think you'd be winding down, but I'm starting to crank it back up. You dig? But it's really weird because I was in the supermarket a little while ago and I'm walking around grabbing the stuff I need to grab, you know, grabbing at this and grabbing some vegetables and grabbing at this. All right. I grabbed. I, I almost picked up some pudding, but I didn't mind your business. OK. And I saw this couple. Right. Very, very good looking young sister, handsome young brother and two beautiful kids. Right. They had to have been. In their late 20s, early 30s at most, the babies were maybe three and maybe three and four or somewhere around there, maybe close to four and close to two, something like that. They were both babies, right? Great couple. I'm watching them. They're having a great time. They obviously love each other. And in addition to loving each other, they liked each other. Now, I know that sounds weird, but there's people that you can love, but not like them. Trust me, I've been in those relationships where I love this woman. But I don't like her. And there's people you like, but you don't love her. I like her, but I don't love her. But these people seem to like and love each other. And they have two kids. And they're going through the supermarket like a finely oiled machine. I've been in those relationships where you know, you know, you kind of walk into the, into this, like when you go to the movies with your girlfriend or your wife, you know, after a few times, Everybody has duties, right? You know, one of you goes to get the seats and protects the seats. One of you goes to get the snacks. The other, right? The person with the snacks goes to the seats. The person in the seats goes to the bathroom. The person in the bathroom comes back. You go to the bathroom. You, then you both sit down. Then those bull crap credits. You ignore the credits. You talk there. You try not to eat the stuff that you want to eat during the movie. But let's be honest, <laughs> you can't wait. Why? Because the previews are seven hours. For a two-hour movie, okay? So you look down and your feature presentation will be starting soon, which is a complete lie, right? But then you look down in the big box of the 
bucket of popcorn is actually just an empty bucket of popcorn with two kernels in the bottom. The nachos are gone. The sodas are now gone. And she looks at you like, I don't know why you still sitting there. Get your punk ass up there and get some more stuff for us to eat. And then you walk your punk ass back there, get some more stuff to come back. You come back, the damn movie started and you see the last of the credits go up and you ask, anything happened yet? Shh. She won't tell you, right? Something happens later on in the movie. You don't even know what the hell's going on because somebody got killed in the beginning and she won't tell you any kind of crap. So you enjoyed the movie. But then now on the drive home, she's explaining crap to you. And you're going, oh, so that's why the guy with the thing did the stuff. Oh, okay. You know what? That, that was really cool. Too bad I missed it because I was getting some crap because you couldn't keep your damn face out the damn popcorn. I digress. You have a job to do, and you are well on the machine, right? Same thing in the supermarket. You go in there with your wife, your girlfriend. You get the thing, and she get that, and you get the pop, chicka, top, the boop, and then you get the meat, and she gets the veg. You get the stuff, and she gets the spices, and you get the milk, and she gets the pop. You argue over the ice cream. Baby, why you get five... I mean, it's nothing wrong with five ice cream. We got space for it, but could you, I mean, if, could you get, I mean, I'm not a, a super ice cream eater, but I eat almost as much ice cream as you. Could you get three of those nasty, disgusting crap ice cream you like and three of the wonderful ice creams that I like because you eat more ice cream than I do, right? Well, I mean, you could pick up your own ice cream and then you're fighting about the damn ice cream and then you realize, crap, I don't want to fight with her and then go home and then have to put away groceries because we're going to fight about that too. And then all of a sudden we're sitting on the couch and she's sitting on one side of the couch and I'm sitting on the other side of the couch, right? And is it worth having to fight and over some stupid ass ice cream that I could just run out and get again? Hell no. Okay, get your double death ice cream, honey. It's not a big deal. Are you sure about that? Fantastic. <laughs> I'm not getting into any fights over any damn ice cream. Hell no, right? And then you go someplace else and she wants to fight with you over some stupid vegetables that you don't like and all of a sudden she realizes she doesn't want to get into a fight with you because just like you she don't want to be sitting on the other side of the couch over that crap because you let's be honest there's if you've been in a couple for a long period of time you go out shopping i don't know if as couples you my listeners do this but i always had a post shopping ritual of banging right Right, you get the food, the thing, and you fight in the supermarket, but you make up by the time you get in line, and you go home and you fight about who put stuff away. You make up, oh, come on, who are we fighting about tuna fish cans for? <laughs> you give each other a peck on the cheek, you grab a handful of her delicious buttocks, she grabs some stuff. I'm not gonna say where she grabs you, but it rhymes with my balls and penis. And then you go into the bedroom and take care of business right and i'll just put it to you this way you're really really glad there's an abundance of ice cream if you understand what i'm saying because <laughs> you put it on each other while you're banging i'm really not that good with being subtle <laughs> f y'all back to what i was saying <laughs> right so i'm watching this couple and they're walking around they're walking around the supermarket and they're a well-oiled machine. There's times when they're together and time when she has the kids, the padopti bops, kids got padopti dids. And then there's time when he's got the both babies, sepajapadop, the bop bop, the babies. And then there's time when each one has a kid, a scoopy doop dop, the bop dop, the bid. She gets that stuff. He gets that stuff. But dop a deep bop, the bop bop, the buff. Then they meet that line and they load it up. The kid starts crying and the whatever 
person who's not close enough will grab the kid and kiss on the baby and stop crying baby and the baby goes oh and the baby puts the head on the mama's chest and the baby and the baby gets quiet and the other baby gets a little bit of jealous and that baby acts like an idiot and the pop picks him up come here baby come you beg the kiss on the kid the kid calms down they put the stuff in the cart and they walk on out they get into the car and everything is cool they go back home and i'm sure if they're like me they have the ritual oh actually they have babies they don't have the ritual of post shopping banging they have to it's probably not a lot of banging. I mean, you, you already did some banging. You got two kids. Calm down. Calm down, damn it. Okay. But they were a well-oiled machine. A well-oiled machine. And it was beautiful to see. Because even under the stress of shopping, when I see a lot of couples, I told you not to get that. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. If there was a mistake, he brought back the wrong stuff. She just go, oh, no, sweetie. That was, I needed the whoop-de-whoop. And he goes, oh, crap. You, oh, you did say whoop-de-whoop. I'm sorry, baby. And he goes back and gets the stuff. And then she does her things. He comes back with the thing. No, baby, you remember you're supposed to get the flop-de-flop. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry, baby. And she goes get the flop-de-flop. And they leave and everything's great. No fights enjoying each other and i looked at that and i'm saying i would like some of that myself i too would like to have a beautiful sister and two babies and all of that kind of crap i would like that and then i look in the mirror not technically my head shaving and my face face is shaving clean right now because i don't like having a lot of hair on my head and face it gets a little uncomfortable after a while but at the time i had the hair on my head and the hair on my face and it was gray and even though i feel young and fresh I ain't young and fresh. I may be fresh, but I damn sure am not young. And I look in the mirror. And when I take the hair off, I look a lot younger than I actually am. And I'm thanking goodness for that. But I see the gray hair and I realize I'm about to turn 50. Right? And unless my kid is in my balls right now, I mean, right now, unless I get up after this podcast is edited and upload, walk outside and see a beautiful sister. She goes, hey, I know we just met, but would you like to get me pregnant, get married and have a, and live the next 40 years of wedded bliss? And then, by the way, I'm also 32 years old. So we're going to get to know each other for two years and then we're going to knock out a couple of kids real quick before my biological clock goes blong. Could we do that? And then I jump on top of her and take care of business unless that happens. I, if I do have a child, even right now, I would be an old dad, old dad. And we all know, like when the first, like if you're fifth, like right now, I feel young. If I, I still have enough energy to run around with my grandnephew. When he's over, I run around and play with him. I don't get tired. When the little babies, my grandniece, I run around, play with her. The young ones and the other ones, the cousins, I run around, play with them. I'm still fun. I can still pick them up and swing them around and chase them and catch them. But if I have a baby right now, by the time that kid is five, I'll be 55 years old, almost. Let's just say, let's just say 55, because I'm only a couple of weeks away from 50. 55 at five. Which means I'll be going to first grade with the baby at 55 and the baby will be five. Now, I look a lot younger than I am. I get it. So I'll still be able to get away with it. People always tell me I look 10, 15 years younger than I actually am, which is great. And these are people that don't want anything from me. So there's no reason for them to lie. So I could go in at 55 and people will think I'm 40, maybe 45. With a five-year-old kid, not bad, right at the outside of what people will say. That's acceptable. Not realizing that I'm, if you round my age up at that point, I'll be heading towards 60. Right? And they'll be looking at me. Hey, that's great. And then I'll get really comfortable and let the hair grow on my face and head and I'll walk in there, right? 
and I walk in there with the kid and the teacher won't be paying attention. She'll look up. Oh, that's great. You brought grandpa with you. Oh, that's great to have grandpa, grandparents really engaged with the children. And then she'll hear my voice. She goes, oh, Mr. Thomas, I did not realize you were an old piece of crap. Huh? I mean, nothing. <laughs> you old bastard. What? Nothing. <laughs> right. Then the kid hits 10. And by the time a kid hits 10, they've hit double digits and they're no longer the, the one, the kid that thinks dad knows everything and dad's the greatest and the best and double incredible and quadruple incredible and awesome and double incredible and all of that crap. Now I'm going to be slightly annoying to the kid because they want to be a teenager, but they're not a teenager. They want to be older than they actually are, but they're not as old as they want to be and all of that crap. And they're not cute anymore and all of that crap. And they start thinking they have opinions and all of that crap. And now I'm 60 and a little punk ass kid is 10. I remember when my nephews were teenagers and I was in my, let's say they were teenagers. So I was, I was like 30, right? They still couldn't beat me at sports with a little punk ass. I was 30, they were 15. You ain't got your man strength yet, punk. And I'm at my prime. Deal with this dunk, bitch. Bam. Yeah, punk. Deal with that shit, punk. Right? But I was when they were 15 and 14. Even when they got to 17, 18, I still could beat their asses. It was work, but I could beat their punk asses. That's right. And if you listen to me, nephews, you know damn well, I better keep it down because y'all are big and strong enough to kick my ass now. So I was just kidding about all of that. <laughs> Moving on. But that was them when I was still young. But if a baby, if my baby is in my balls right now, or more likely in my balls two, three, four years from now, by the time the kid gets older, gets to like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, where they still respect you as dad, but they kind of challenge you a little bit. They make fun of you. Hey, you're getting up there, old man. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. And that's funny and cute when the kid's 15 and you're you know, 40, right? That's funny. Hey, boy, ha, ha, I can still give you a run for your money. Sure, Dad. Ha, yuck, yuck. And the kid shuts up because they know, even though you're 40 and they're 15, you probably, you still got a little, you got enough left because you're not as physically strong and spry and quick as you were 10 years earlier. You got enough experience to make up for the limitations you may have that are beginning to show because you're getting up there. But if the kid, my kids in my balls right now, my kid turned 16, that would make me 56 years old. You're getting up there, old man. Yeah, I still got enough dad. Really, seriously. I mean, you, you know, come on. You're, you're 66 years old, dad. Okay. I know what you want to say is, I still got enough to give you a run for your money. Dad, you don't have enough to. Let's keep it real, dad. I saw the Viagra in, in, in the cupboard, you know what I mean? I mean, I kind of figured because you're a thousand that you might be using that because mom still looks young, but, uh, and you still look like, look kind of young, even though, but I know how old you actually are. And, uh, you know, come on. I mean, dad, I'm looking at you. You have a boner right now. You, you probably, you thought I was going to be, have gone left the house by now to go to my friend's house. So you knowing you needed 45 minutes for the kill, the pill to kick in, you probably took that pill so that would, you could time it to when I left so you can jump on top of mom. And, and that, first of all, that's disgusting. And the simple fact that I, I don't even know why I'm still talking here. I mean, I can't, I can't look at you. I can't look at you. You have a full erection right now, dad. And this is kind of gross. I know that did you, what, did, you know, I'm going to leave and let you mom and you and mom take care of that business. This is this, this disgusting. Okay. 
okay, but for the record, you're too old to do, to, to do anything. Okay. Any kind of pill that's going to make you better at basketball. Cause you're a hundred. I got to go. I can't, I, I can't, you got a boner. I got to go get out punk. I got to take care of some business with your mom. This pill only 45 minutes to get going. And you only got another 20 minutes and 30 minutes after that to make it work. Now get out punk. You have to start to take another pill and your mom's going to get mad and, you know, I'm moving on. But I don't want to be that old dad. You know, being an old dad is like being an old guy at, you know, at the dance club, you know. And when you're really old, like if you're 85 years old and you're at the dance club, all of a sudden it's cool again, right? If you're 85 years old, right, and your kid's 30, you know what I'm saying? And then you're and he's hanging out with some people and cool and your dad shows up. You're so old, you become like a nostalgia act, right? You know, you see those actors that are 95 years old now and they're on sitcoms and everything. And the young kids completely didn't know who they were at all. Completely ignored them. Hey, guys from Vaudeville. Kick, kick, kick. Hey, wasn't he good in the 70s? Kick, 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 kick. But now that he's 165 years old, he's hilarious on the sitcom, right? Right? You did, these kids didn't know who they were, but now they're cool. Well, that's quite a ways away. Before you get to 85, 90 years old, where everybody thinks everything you says is cool. And the fact that you danced for four minutes and attempted the new hot dance that everybody's doing and didn't immediately drop dead on the floor. Everybody's telling you how great you are. But there's a long way away from that. And you're seven years old now. And your kids are your kids 20 and you're 70. And that would be me. My kid is in my balls right now. When I turn 70, that punk will be turning 20, right? And I'll go up to visit him or her at college, right? And once again, I'll show up and my kid, I will have been dad the whole time. They they will have gotten used to the fact that their dad's a million and they come running up and my son will give me the bro hug. My daughter give me, hey, daddy. And she give me a big hug, right? Right. And I see all the other fathers with their daughters. They pick their daughters up. They spin their daughters around and give them a big kiss on the forehead and a kiss on the cheek. I'm so good to see you, darling. It's great. Thanks, dad. You're the greatest. <laughs> and you know how your kids always like to hang on even when they're adults. Right. Right. I'm at this point now. I'm 50 years old almost. And I still have older. My, some of my young relatives, they give you the hug. Right. And you pick up the babies and spin the babies around and all of that crap because I can still do it now. But 20 years from now, I'm 70. I don't know what's going to happen between then and then and now. Right. And like I said, if my kids in my balls right now, you know, all of a sudden I'm at college. The kid's 20. I pick up my daughter to spin her around. And the next thing you hear is a 911 operator. Yeah. My old ass dad thinks he's 50. And he tried to pick me up and uh he's on the floor whining like a little bitch right now. I'm not whining like a stop cursing. Dad, I'm twenty years old, I can curse if I want to. Also, I'm trying to save your old ass life, okay? Who told you to try to pick me up? I'm even I'm only hundred and twenty pounds, but your old ass couldn't pick me up. You make me sick. <laughs> right? You stop off at you see your 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 son's basketball game, right? You go out on the court. They won the game at the last second. You go over there to high five your son. Your son goes, "Hey, Dad, I'm glad you're here for this moment." He runs up and gives you a hug, and you know he he runs into you a little hard and knocks your old ass back. Five people, you fall backwards. You know that old guy fall down. Young guys fall down real quick. You know when they bounce back up, ha <laughs> ha, and you laugh it off. And when you're an old guy, it, it takes you like six months to fall down. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you're falling down, and you can watch everybody looking, and they're all looking at you, and you're falling down in slow motion. 
And you see the Hulk of horror on your son's face. Sorry, Dad, I forgot you were a decrepit old bastard. Right, and you're falling down. Stop cursing, damn it. It's, it. And the people around, right? Most of the people are looking with concern and reaching forward to try to grab you. That's 80% of the people. The other 20% of the people are pointing and laughing. Look at that old mother sucker fall on his punk ass, 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 ass. He could have kept your old ass in the stands, and 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 now you're only halfway down to the ground and going, that. Can I get this fall over with? I already know this is going to hurt. Is there any way we could speed this fall up? And of course, just like anything else, the last six inches of the fall is always at 900 miles an hour. Oh, here comes the ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> And everybody stands over you and all of a sudden you're living that scene from Friday when Chris Tucker leans over and goes, you got knocked the bleep out. Right? And your kid tries to pick you up and when he picks you up, he pulls too hard. He picks you up the same way he would pick up a teammate that fell down, but the teammate's a 20 and in great shape and you're a 70 year old and he pulls you to pull you up and now all of a sudden you're up off the ground and as it turns out, hitting the ground didn't actually hurt you. But now both of your shoulders are dislocated because the bastard pulled too hard, right? Now you're in the back of the ambulance and all of the people are like, do you have insurance, sir? Yes, I have insurance. Hey, you know, you know, you're kind of old to be out there on the basketball court. I wasn't playing basketball. What happened? You fall down or something? Uh, no, my son ran over to give me a hug and he came too fast and knocked me on the ground. So your son tried to hug you and a hug knocked you to the ground. Wow. Um, that has nothing to do the, the knock to the ground. I there was not I did not get hurt by getting knocked to the ground. Well, how'd you dislocate both your shoulders? Uh that's uh, I, I was um I was showing him how to dunk, two hand dunk and then Sir, there's no way in the world your old ass dunked. <sighs> he uh, grabbed my hands and pulled me up off the ground and uh I dislocated both shoulders. Wow. So you have two dislocated shoulders from something as simple as being picked up off the ground by your son. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me just write some stuff on your chart here. Okay. Uh, height. Um, five foot eight. Weight. Uh, 204 pounds. Okay. Okay. A little chunky there. Uh, huh? Nothing. Uh, okay. Age. 70. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And you have two dislocated shoulders. Okay, and then, why are you turning the, the the book away? Everything else you wrote, and I you, you had the clipboard facing me, but you, you turned the clipboard away. What, what are you writing? Oh no, just some medical jargon uh, that you know you wouldn't understand. Some codes for the hospital. So when you know when you go to the doctor, the doctor will know exactly what to do. You know what, what kind of medicines that we may or may not have given you, and the and the, the insurance information and and that kind of thing there, and the thing turn. The clipboard towards me, please. No, so you cannot. How are you going to tell me I can't see that information? Is that information pertinent to me? Is it my information? Is it the kind of you're writing about me? Are you not? Yes, sir. We're writing about. Then could you turn the damn thing to me, please? You don't really want me to do that. Yes, I do. All right. You see that? Uh, height five eight, weight two hundred four, age seventy. Uh, a patient was knocked to the ground by a hug from his son. Ha, ha, ha. Damn, he's old. Ha, ha, ha. Damn, he's old. That's medical jargon. I, I, I tried to hide it from you. Let me see the rest of it. Uh, as it turns out, he wasn't as pathetic as I thought uh, because the, the, the hit to the ground 
did not actually harm him. And then I realized he's 10 times more pathetic than I thought because his son tried to pick him up by pulling him up by his hands and he dislocated both of his old ass shoulders. Oh, so this is the kind of, where's the codes at for the doctor? Let's see, code six four two five seven. What is six four two five seven? That's not really important. Let me. Get, oh, is that the, oh, there's a code at the bottom. Pathetic old bastard. No, what kind of bullshit is this, sir? Um, we're gonna just give you this medicine right now to knock you out, so we can laugh at you as you go into unconsciousness. I don't need any medicine. Oh, that's some pretty good medicine there. You know, my shoulders don't really hurt that much anymore, man. You know, for a while there, I was I was kind of did not want the medicine, but uh, you're gonna be fine, sir. You're going to be fine. Just calm down. You know, when you wake up, you'll be in the hospital. You're going to go to sleep. Just count to 10 and you'll be all right. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think he's out. Good Lord, what a fucking mess this guy is. I mean, my dad was an old dad too, but good Lord, I can run up to my, my dad's 82 years old right now. And my dad's a real man, not like this loser. I mean, I, I, my, my dad actually picks me up and spins me around. And this guy's pathetic. I didn't even make it to 10 yet. I can hear you. It really doesn't matter. I mean, what are you going to do? Kick my ass? Your arms don't work. <laughs> wow. And then you wake up in the hospital and you see a bunch of doctors laughing at your intraction ass, right? Your son's walking in there. Hey, hey, sir. And they're going, what do you mean? Hey, sir. Don't you mean? Hey, dad. Uh, sir, I just came in. This, uh, you, oh, so you're going to act like you're not my son now. No, of course not, uh, sir. You, you're out of the will, you little bastard. <laughs> right. And now my young friends don't understand. Hey, yes, man, what are you talking about? You look good. You're getting in better shape. You're losing all this weight. Everything's great, man. You're going to be fine, man. You're going to find yourself a good woman, man. And you're going to get to have that kid. And gonna, as it turns out, it's going to be okay. You're not, need, not even worried about it. And then we're trying to be encouraging, trying to make me feel better about the situation, right? But they don't understand. They're in their 20s and 30s, man. They don't get it. They're still in that part of the time where if they have a kid right now, it looks normal and feels normal to them. Right? And I know they're trying to be encouraging. And I know they're trying to pump me up and make me feel better. But it is not working. I still feel like crap, damn it. Right? Because sometimes you can't be empathetic to the other person. You just don't get it. You know? And I'm going to change the subject just a little bit uh, right now to make my point. I have uh, most of my friends are white dudes and white ladies, right? Because the most of the country is white dudes and white ladies. And I do, and I'm in, I do stand up comedy and all that kind of crap. And obviously, uh, a lot of my friends, like I said, are white dudes and white ladies. And when I was younger, when I was younger and I was living in Los Angeles and people were really getting the brothers, if you saw the movie, uh, um, NWA movie and you saw how the police treated the, the, the band and let's be honest they didn't just uh, save that treatment for the band okay and I lived in LA and I used to get you know you get to frisked and stopped and pulled over all the time and it never happened when any of them was in the car with me so when I would complain about it I mean they didn't think I was lying they really didn't they knew me well enough to know that I'm not known for lying and I'm not I'm only known for embellishing for comedic and artistic purposes if we we're actually talking I pretty much just tell you exactly what happened but they I could get the feeling that they thought that yes these things had happened but I was just kind of so angry about it that it stayed at the forefront of my mind and maybe it was bad but it wasn't as bad as I 
as I said it was, not because I'm doing anything unethical or I'm lying, but you know, sometimes when things happen to you and it's on the forefront of your mind, it stays there and it always comes up. So they weren't as empathetic as they were, as they could have been. Until one day, one of them was in the car with me and they were literally making fun of me for driving at exactly the speed limit. And I got pulled over. Illegal lane change. There was no lane change. There's only one damn lane. The guy just wanted to pull the car over and the guy comes through the window. He's already got an attitude problem. Listen, everybody got got babbling. I'm not going to say what he said, but it it was he sounded professional but you could tell he was already annoyed okay black guy he didn't even look in the window antagonizing or attempting to antagonize i'm not gonna smart off i'm not getting shot fuck that i'm living in los angeles in the 90s there ain't no way in the world i'm talking shit and my friend next to me goes, Officer, he, what are you talking about? And he goes, Why don't you mind your sheep? You keep your mouth shut. Oh, I did not realize you were a white guy. Oh. Right? Now, this is not exactly what he said, but this is the way it felt. And even my friend at the time would go, Damn, I didn't realize it. And I go, I said, Was I driving too fast? No, you were driving at speed line when I was just making fun of you. Right? Did I make an illegal lane change? No, you didn't make an illegal lane change. Was anything wrong? No, was anything wrong? Guy goes back, licenses registration, runs it. Obviously, I have my insurance. Obviously, it's my car. Obviously, everything's great. He comes back, doesn't even look at me, just kind of throws everything into the car. All right, there, buddy, just be careful next time. I'll have a guy. Right? And it happens again and again. And I'm saying, oh, really? Do you understand now? Ah, oh, man, I get it now, man. Sorry, man. I didn't, I, I mean, I believed you, but I thought you may have been, you may have been misconstruing a little bit, man. And he understood, but he was able to understand because he was able to be there. But my younger friends who didn't understand how weird I felt about not be, uh, not having a kid as I approach 50, I can't make them be 50 for a little while just so they understand how it feels. Right? So they can't have the same empathy that the person who rode in the car and got to see the harassment that I that I went through in the 90s firsthand could now understand. Well, he they couldn't the peep the young people can't be empathetic to somebody being 50 when they're 30. They can't, right? You know? It's like you can't be empathetic as a guy to a lady having a baby. You can intellectualize it, you realize. I understand that the opening for the bay, the opening could barely handle what I put in, right? But now something much bigger is going to come out. So, you know, but I'm, I'm sure that's, I'm, uh, I'm sure that's uncomfortable. I'm sure it hurts a lot, right? But you have no reference for how much it hurts, do you? No. You have no reference for what it's like to carry a child, do you? No, as a man, you don't know. You know nothing. You see. You hear, you you experience from the outside, but you don't know. Imagine if you were that empath- had that lack of empathy to somebody who was actually having a baby. Imagine when one of my sister was having a baby, or one of my other relatives was having a baby, and they're at the table and they're feeling discomfort because they got the baby in the belly, and I was just so damn oblivious. I treated them like I didn't know what the hell was going on. How would that go over? Um. 
Steve, could you go to the kitchen refrigerator and get me some ice? What do you need ice for? Huh? It's the winter time. How about I just open up some windows? No, I like to chew in the crushed ice. Come on now. Why don't you just get it yourself? Um, because I'm pregnant. Can't you see that? Oh, really pregnant? Are you really pregnant? How do I know you're not just fat? Huh? I mean, you're sitting there eating ice cream and crap like that. Look at all this ice cream. You got ice cream and pancakes and cupcakes and all of that crap. You're drinking soda. Do you know how many calories are in that soda? Maybe you're not pregnant. Maybe you just put on a little weight. I put on a little weight back back then. I did. I put on a little weight. You don't see me pretending to be pregnant. You should be ashamed of yourself. Listen, moron. I'm actually pregnant. Oh, sure you are. You just don't want to get that cup of ice for yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. I want you to put your hand on my belly. What the hell? I want to put my hand on your belly for. That's gross. You feel that kick? Hey, I've had indigestion too. Granted, my indigestion was not the shape of a foot, but I don't know what you're eating. Maybe you ate a small foot and this is just your stomach having a hard time digesting it. Maybe that's it. Put your ear to my stomach. What do you hear? Here. Does that not tell you you can hear the baby's heartbeat? Oh, come on, man. If I put my ear to your neck, I'd hear your heartbeat. If I put my ear to your arm, I'd hear your heartbeat. You got a baby in your neck or a baby in your arm, you big phony. Get out of here with that crap. I'll get your eyes because you went through all the trouble of making up this big ass lie just to get me to get the ice, right? relative goes home you go on do some stuff and everybody goes in you come back to town and all of a sudden she shows up at the house and she here's your little cousin or here's your nephew or whatever whatever relationship the lady that was pregnant is and you're going oh really you all of this to cover up for the fact that you didn't want to get up to go ice you went out and found the baby that looks just like you man you really were going on really really far just uh, look you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna buy you some ice because if you're gonna go through this much trouble just to keep from getting up the get ice yourself first of all i'm going to let you right know right now you've got mental problems and you need some help and if you need to help find a mental health care pr- practitioner to help you out and also take that baby back to the person that you took it from i don't know where you found the person that looks just like you that had a baby that looks just like you but this is just sick right and that's what a lack of empathy sounds like it's just as ridiculous as that when a person just doesn't get it and even though I know the young people didn't mean to sound that way when oh, they were there, they thought they were being encouraging. There's nothing wrong with that being an old dad. If you be, when you, if you become a dad at some point, they get, they get, they get. I understand it, and I appreciated appreciated their attempts to make me feel better. But if my baby isn't in my balls right now, or 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 sometime within the next couple of years, I'm gonna just have to realize, dude, you ain't gonna be a father. I mean, at least not a biological one. You're not going to do it. And I've accepted that. Maybe my lot in life is that my podcast, this one, the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, and the other one, the Yes, Anthony Thomas show. Maybe these are my children, right? Maybe I was just meant to spend my entire life banging just for the fun and joy of banging, but not reproducing. Granted, the simple fact that my genetic, my direct genetic line will not exist after I stop existing. Yes, the world and the universe will not be as great a place because there won't be more me in it. I get it. 
Okay, maybe I'll put my sperm in a sperm bank. And even though I'll be too old to raise the kid at some point in the, in the future, at least the baby ball stuff, the, the babies in my balls will go on and the world will be a much brighter place because there'll be more genetic makeup from me in it. Right? Why should I keep all this genetic material, this superior genetic material, warm and comfy in my testicles when I can share it with the world? Granted, I've been been sharing it with the world since I was a teenager, but <clears throat> that's a different story because I know because the women were taking birth control because I I made sure I saw the pill. Look, I they swallowed the pill. Okay, you, you took the pill, great. And back in the eighties, when the banging, I was, they had Norplants in their arms, so they can't fake having. You know, they had the little thing. You see the little the little little things implants in their arms and. You know, as a waitress that I was like, she had these delicious sisters and I jumped on top of her every chance I got, you know, went to the, you know, the blood test to make sure we, she was clean and I knew she didn't have any disease and I didn't have any diseases. And, uh, you know, as cool Modi said, I go to work like a doctor. You know, I jumped on top of her as much as I possible. And then the long-term girlfriends with the birth control and the condoms, you know, and, you know, you know, so that's why I don't have any kids now. And even when I with the long term girlfriends, I, I made sure I saw that the pill came out, that the pill was in the thing. And I saw a swallow that said, I want to beat it when you swallow the pill, you know. And I said, nah, let me kiss you. And you stick your tongue down her throat. She thinks, wow, this guy's a passionate kisser. I am a passionate kisser. I'm also checking for hidden pills, Houdini. Nice try, sister. Right. And now that I'm about to hit 50, I'm almost wishing that I'd. You know, didn't check for the pills so I'd have some kids right now. But maybe I'm only feeling that way because the last five or six kids I saw in public behaved really, really well. You know, you go to a toy store or a store that sells toys. You see a kid and you're going, oh, this kid wants that toy. And if mom or dad says no, here comes the freak out. I want that right there. I want that Power Ranger bubble, double, quadruple Power Ranger. You know, your birthday isn't until five months from now. You know, you may, you know, so you can't have that right now. You know, maybe when you get close to, to your birthday, maybe you, you we can pick out something then, okay? And I'm going, oh, here comes the part where the kid freaks out, wigs out, rolls around on the ground, knocks stuff off the shelf, acts like a complete piece of crap, and cures me of wanting to make babies with my balls, right? Cures me, cures me. And a little kid goes... You know what, Mom, you're right. I mean, maybe because, I mean, I am a kid and, you know, sometimes kids make, they, they don't want the same stuff. Like, like, like when I'm, like, like that'll be summertime, right? And summertime, I might want a toy for summer. And she goes, you're right. You might want a summer toy. You might want something else completely. So, you know, let's, and I'm going, ah, oh, crap. That kid's awesome, right? And I'm kind of following him around the supermarket. I'm waiting for that kid to flip out. I'm going, please, kid, flip out. Please, kid, flip out. Please, kid, flip out. Make me not want to make babies. Kid goes in the cereal aisle with the mom and dad. They say to the kid, you can have one cereal and one cereal. That's okay, mommy. I can't eat. I can only eat. I only got the one mouth. I can't eat all the cereals. I want this one. And I don't want another one. I'm not going to ask for another one because you said one cereal and this is one cereal. Is that good? Fantastic, buddy. You did a good job. I can't get it. And I'm going, damn. 
and little punk ass kids too damn perfect. Now I really want to have kids. I'm going to the next woman that smiles at me and throws me any interest. I'm going to, with her consent, get it on with her and put some babies in a delicious buttocks from my balls and her eggs to make some babies. And I don't care if I even like it that much. Okay, I do care if I like it, but it's not imperative. I just want to make some babies from her eggs and my ball stuff. And that's it. Cause I want a kid just like that. And just as that happens. I go into the next aisle and someone says, hey, you want orange juice? I don't want that shit, bitch. And the kid <laughs> knocks a whole bunch of stuff over. I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Right. The kid flips out, kicks dad in the shin, takes the shopping cart, tries to run over the mother. And they're going, oh, you little rotten. You, you're already on punishment, you little. You, you, you. And the kid, yeah, well, have both of you bastards. And I'm going, oh, this is great. And I'm looking at this smiling and looking at me, Lynn, and looking at me as if to say why is this guy smiling and i'm going you just made me decide i might want to stick to just power banging and not baby making and thank you very much i'm glad your kid sucks i did not say that to them i said that to me in my head right and as it turns out, even though this whole podcast was built around me deciding that maybe I don't want to be an old dad, but maybe I do want to be an old dad. I'm saying right now, thinking about that kid, one kid that completely sucks and one kid that was beyond perfect. And I'm pretty sure that most kids are going to be somewhere in the middle, sometimes leading towards perfect and sometimes leading towards sucks. So I'm just going to find the next woman that I think is incredible and who thinks I'm incredible and depending on how old that lady is and I'm going to be open to whoever if she's of a certain age close to my age we'll just have to bang each other and be middle-aged banging an old person banging and if she's a little bit younger and still wants to have kids I'm going to give it a shot I don't care what any of you think I don't care if I'm 60 years old and my kids five I'll still have put some more me in the world and I don't care anymore. I changed my mind. I'm knocking somebody up maybe. <laughs> I don't know how old my wife if I ever wind up getting married is going to be. You know, If she's in her th 30s and obviously she's going to want to have kids. I mean, I miss Anthony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who wouldn't want to have kids with me? You know what I mean? <laughs> F y'all. <laughs> Okay, folks, this has been episode 339 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much. Once again, I want to thank you guys, like I said, for being kind enough to stick with this podcast for as long as you have. And I've actually seen a bunch of spikes of new people listening to the podcast. So I want to really want to appreciate that because the spikes were um, uh, for this podcast, the S. Anthony Says podcast, and also for the other podcast. Um, the S. Anthony Thomas show. So I've seen spikes in listeners for both podcasts. That's because of you. Obviously, you've been telling people about it. And obviously, a lot of my people from here have been going over there. And uh, man, I really do appreciate that, you weird bastards. Now, this podcast that you're listening to, the S. Anthony Said podcast, is every damn where. And I'm not kidding when I say everywhere. I'm on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Podbean is the home base, and I'm also on the granddaddy of it, iTunes. Uh, you know, folks, I uh, have an Instagram, it's at S. Anthony Thomas. My Facebook, S. Anthony Says. I have two Twitters, at, at S. Anthony Thomas and at S. Anthony Says. And uh, actually, there's a Twitter for the other podcast, but I'll tell you about that on, on that podcast, because I don't want to be 
plugging that other podcast on this podcast too much because it's annoying when I do that. But I do have another podcast. Listen to that crap too. Uh, the email for both podcasts is talk to s anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O S A N T H O N Y at gmail.com. In the subject of the, of the emails, Please put in the podcast you are listening to and that you're referencing. If you're listening to this podcast, as Anthony says, put as Anthony says in the, in the, in the, um, in the, in the, in the, in the top. And if you listen to the other podcast, put that name of that podcast in the top also. Folks, we are done. Got another one in the books. Thank you very much for indulging my weird ass. I really, really appreciate you. Folks, I'm going to say goodbye to you weird bastards the way I always say goodbye to you weird bastards. And I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? We're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you're ready. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Yeah.